This is Steve Downs, the voice of Master Chief, Sierra 117, and you're listening to Podcast Unlocked, the world's number one Xbox podcast. Now, finish this fight. Master Chief, out. What's happening, friends? Welcome to Podcast Unlocked, episode 560 for September 6, 2022. It's IGN's weekly Xbox show. I'm Ryan McCaffrey, joined uh, on a very, very hot San Francisco day. We don't have air conditioning in this town, just FYI, if, uh, that's why we're complaining about it. I'm joined by Miranda Sanchez. Welcome back, Miranda. Hi, thanks for having me back. I'm yeah. glad to be in the studio because my apartment <laughs> also does not have air conditioning. It was 90 degrees in there, and I was like, I don't want to be here. Yeah. <laughs> That's why there is a Daisy the Boxer here as well. She, I don't know if she's going to end up skittering around on camera. Probably not the way we have the shot framed. But uh, we also have a Destin Legary joining us from the Southern California region. Hi, Destin. Bam. Hey, everybody. There's also a heat wave here with temperatures <laughs> up to 105 degrees some days. So I am in an air-conditioned office. But you nice. both look great. Well, uh, as long as I don't lift up my arms, it's all like sweaty yeah, and gross under here. My hair has been getting long, so I was like, a ponytail <laughs> is a must. You know, we're wearing shorts, skirts, dresses, anything. Anything that with keeps you cooler. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> all right. Well, we've got a ton to talk about this week. I even want to maybe see if we have time mm -hmm. after our big topic for the cyberpunk news that dropped today. It's not in my notes, but... That was a big thing this morning as we set to record here on Tuesday. But let's start with Halo. So 343 has updated their Halo Infinite roadmap. Uh, and as part of that, they have canceled split-screen co-op in the process. They said, quote, in order to improve and accelerate ongoing live service development and to better address player feedback and quality of life updates, we have reallocated studio resources and are no longer working on local campaign split-screen co-op. Now, before we dig into that, that is there is a lot of weight in that statement. Uh, that statement uh, is very painful to a lot of Halo fans out there, which we'll, well talk about. Well, not all of them, Ryan, because a lot of people have already glitched and made this work right now. But wow, really? It, it is true. <laughs> on the VCR Xbox, it is, and it works fine. It is fine. true, yeah, but... Uh, <laughs> That could get patched out at any moment. It's not Don't official. Don't patch it out, three four. Well, I'm not saying they should. I'm just saying you gotta, you know, you gotta be prepared for the possibility. But yes, yeah. the community, resourceful as it is, has already um, has already tried to rectify this on its own. Yeah. It's but, it's not a mod. You just go into a menu and then you exit out and then <laughs> split screen works. It's like crazy. Yeah. Uh, so thanks, community. But before so before we get into the the philosophical discussion that, that I think is important to have today. Let me tell you about the stuff that is in the winter update, which will be dropping on November 8th. So we have Forge mode. We have two new maps, both made in Forge, which we've seen 343 do in the past uh, with, with Halo multiplayer maps. We have the full final official version of Campaign Online Co-op, which will have new achievements, which will have cross-platform support, mission replay uh, and shared progression as well so that's what's uh, more to look forward to as well as a new mode match xp a beta of that which allows or, or excuse me that's not a mode i'm um, guess next match xp beta allowing players to level up alongside the 30 level battle pass and then the new game mode covert one flag which uh, features asymmetrical loadouts and round based 
gameplay, which uh, sounds right up my alley, actually. So it's actually it's actually spy versus merc like Ryan. Attackers yeah. get pulse, sidekick, and active camo, uh, and then the defenders get uh, the commando and energy sword and unlimited threat sensors. So. Uh, it does sound really interesting and very spy versus murky. Yeah, if commando, uh, if though. what is it the commando? The commando, yeah, right. Uh. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's you know you just have but to energy swords. Use it at yeah, the right just, range. Yeah, um, yeah. So yeah, if, if Ubisoft won't make spies versus mercs, I'm glad. <laughs> glad three four three will take it upon themselves. So all right, so that that is what's coming on November eighth, but. Let's get into this because the cancellation of split screen co-op, uh, it, it's it's cutting a lot of Halo fans deep and, and I completely understand why. Uh, I got multiple letters from unlocked listeners who were like legit disappointed by this. I got one super heartfelt note from a, a, a listener who said, my brother and I don't play a lot of games together because I play a lot. He only plays games every now and again, but Halo was always a thing that that we played together and we were super looking forward to this. And so, yeah, like I could just, I, I mean, I'm happy to be the, have an outlet have, for that person to have an outlet to just write to us and just <laughs> let it out. Yeah. But it's, you know, there's a lot of tradition, a lot of friends, family that, that every time there's a new halo, which doesn't come around very often anymore, you co-op through it. Yeah. I, like, Cause whenever I hear things like this, especially for something that comes from Microsoft, because I think, in the past, they've done a really good job of carrying on these traditions of local co-op. Like you like Gears, look at this. Like with Halo in the past, it's it's been something that's sort of instilled. And like honestly, I know my life would be a little different if I didn't have co-op Halo. Like that's that was one of the first shooters that I really played, you know, intensely with like my dad. And we had to sneak it in. It's like a you know core memory, like a big foundational life moment for me. And to think that a lot of people just don't get to play with their you know their parents or their uh, on the same console like you, now you need console. multiple devices yeah. and multiple copies of the game or multiple game that's pass that's not realistic in most households like yes we have like the xbox series s which is a lower price point easier to get into but that's still a lot of money for a lot of households and i think that's one of the things we talk about with game pass is like hey this is a great value to get people exposed to all these things and not being able to sit down and pick up a controller with somebody of like a game that's really um, important in your household or something that everyone's really excited about. And if you've been holding off all this time waiting to play co-op and then now you get the news, it's like, well, actually got to go get another console. That's a big bummer. Yeah. Destin, I, I, uh, I know we can't like cling too much to the past, especially 20 years ago, but there's the extra sad part of this is if you do look at that history, you could argue that Halo was in large part built into what it is because of split-screen multiplayer on Halo 1. Four-player, don't look at my screen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, and that was, you know, four-player split-screen was a big part of what helped launch Halo into this juggernaut thing that was a staple of every college dorm room. And, and it really is a bummer, is it not, Destin? Yeah, it is. I, I think it's really strange that it would be entirely abandoned, especially when we see that community members are jumping into at least the campaign and playing flawlessly. Um, I don't know if this was supposed to include multiplayer, but if they had said, hey, look, the experience isn't stable enough for multiplayer and we have to cut that aspect of it. Sure. Like I, I could at least give them that, but to just eliminate it entirely 
is is really unfortunate. Now, the footage that we're actually seeing is when I got to play through with uh, other people online, and you're probably going to see me fail a jump here in about two seconds. Thanks. For that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What were you doing? Um, I just went a weird way, and I was goofing around. But anyway, um, it's really fun playing with other people, and I'm glad that at least we're going to get this aspect of it. Yeah. But to not have couch co-op when it is functional in game right now, even on the VCR Xbox ones, and people have been doing this all weekend. I truly hope 343 reconsiders and just makes this an official prompt. I don't under I truly don't understand what the holdup is when people are playing it right now without issue. Why would you just abandon this when it seems like it's like right there? So close to be to be completed. I mean, that is fair. Uh, and and three four three has been, I think, relatively open and transparent with the community. But but yeah, it, it almost feels like Destin to your point that an AMA is needed for them to if they're going to be open and transparent for the community to be able to have a f proper forum to ask those kinds of exact questions yeah. and to get the answers to that so that you could they could give you an answer of well here's why we're not doing that specifically. Yeah, I I think you also touched on a good point, too. It's like not to stay in the past because, of course, um, online co-op is a really big thing now, too. Like, of course, I actually don't have anyone who I would play couch co-op with at this point in time. But that doesn't mean that my situation is like the commonplace right. thing, right? And I think you exactly. We got letters in from folks who are like, you know, this is a thing that we did together and now just not going to happen for this iteration. And I, I do hope also that they reconsider at some point in time. But I think there's some larger issues here and just hearing how this was stopped for like kind of staffing issues in a way. Well, not right. staffing, but resources. Like the studio that's supposed to have uh, not unlimited, but a lot of resources. So we assume does. inside yeah. Microsoft. Yeah. I mean, the, you're you're the flagship. Uh, well, you're you're got the flagship IP. Well, You're one of the biggest internal studios in in Microsoft first party. So it, it is. It's just it's puzzling. Now, I also just to state the obvious, obviously 343 is not doing this maliciously. They're not like, no. well, you know, we don't we know the community cares about split screen, but we don't. So forget <laughs> it. We're it's not that. They yeah. know they're they're disappointing a lot of people. Yeah, and I'm sure the, the folks who worked on this feature already, to your point, Dustin, of like saying like, it's almost there. And like, maybe there's somebody internally screaming, it's like, please, just a little more time. Yeah. Or like one <laughs> more person on this project or whatever that bug or thing that they're trying to figure out is like, I'm sure you're not alone in saying that. And someone internally probably is also saying that. But at the end of the day, calls are made, right? And it's not necessarily by the people who are, you know, writing the code or designing the backgrounds or doing the art for this game, right? I wonder... Or Oh, sorry, Destin, go ahead. No, I mean, just like what Miranda says, there's probably people at the company that are just as disappointed by these decisions, decisions, especially as as close as it seems to be. Yeah, and and uh, the thought I was just having was about crunch. And, like, I wonder if even three years ago, because uh, these these crunch conversations in the gaming community and the in the game development community have have really only been coming to the forefront in the last these last few recent years and i do wonder if three four years ago it would have just been well we're gonna crunch and we're gonna get this done we're gonna get this split screen thing done now i don't want them to crunch 
But I have, it's just, it's heartbreaking that they don't feel there's a way for, to, to make this feature happen in a way that's, that's healthy for the team to do so. so they, Back in 2011, okay. sorry, Miranda, yeah. one of the quotes that have been floating around were when Phil Spencer said, if we lose our way with Halo, we lose our way with Xbox. And <laughs> and like that's it's really concerning to see where Halo Infinite is today because, you know, we have this statement from Phil Spencer and then here's the news coming out of Halo. You can't even do couch co-op, something that was promised for years. People said... I'm going to wait to play Halo Infinite until I can play on the couch with my son or play with my boyfriend or girlfriend or, um, you know, and now those people just aren't going to ever play it. I know Janet was on Twitter saying, like, guess I'm not playing Halo Infinite now. She was going to play with Isaiah, you know, and I've seen a lot of people echo that sentiment. So this is a, this is really important to people. And the fact that it just got put on the back burner for what? For a 30 tier battle pass system to, because you've had to delay another few months till march of 2023 for season three so like it's really unfortunate we're gonna hold on pause this we've got a lot more on this topic we're gonna take a quick break to satisfy the overlords be right back all right we are back talking halo infinite we are uh just we're, we're heading for neck deep we're about chest deep in this conversation right now <laughs> um destin you were just commenting on this old phil spencer quote from a while ago about if we lose our way with Halo, we've lost the way with Xbox. And Miranda, I think you were about to jump in here. Yeah, yeah. So exactly on that point, Dustin, that you're saying that this feature that was promised years ago is getting put down to go work on, you know, you said the Battle Pass specifically, but just generally ongoing service improvements and quality of life features, which I would argue this is also quality of life feature in a very different kind of way. It's, it's a it's like the heart's quality of life you know this goes good couch co-op moments anyway that aside um it's concerning to me to see that they're having to tap resources from what i would consider potentially or hopefully other pools right i think it's really good to have teams that are collaborative and working together you get to know more about your game i have never worked in game development so i can't speak to structures but when i think about 343 and I'm, I don't know if anyone out there is just shaking their head and be like, Miranda, um, I think about this as being, you know, like the premier AAA studio, one of one of few for Microsoft. Um, just as that quote said from Bill Spencer that, Dustin, you really well pulled out. Um, they, I would imagine they have good resources. I would imagine they have good staffing. I would imagine that they have, you know, their development teams focused on like their parts. So like campaign people working on the campaign things, maybe multiplayer working on the multiplayer things. And there's some crossover here and there, but ultimately when I look at games that have live service, I would sort of anticipate that they really need to make sure that you have a dedicated team always working on cool things. And then as we, as you know, we've talked many times about Halo Infinite is supposed to be a platform for the campaign going forward. I'm hoping that there's a lot of people already working on the next campaign thing. Like I thought we were going to get maybe like little bits of DLC or and, something and hearing that them getting pulled off to do yeah. basic stuff for the live service. That's really concerning for me. Yeah, same. And that's you know we've we talked at launch so excitedly about oh there was the you know there was one of the audio logs about blue team and maybe we'll get a blue yeah. team DLC and uh, uh, you know all these kinds of things and oh and it's just it's it's clearly you know all any and all optimism for that's from for me is gone. 
Mm. Did you play the, the multiplayer base. narrative event this season? It was a joke. It was absolutely a joke. They had a great intro cutscene setting up some interesting stuff. A Spartan's in a coma. You got this rogue AI, and then they send you into some game modes. But then the follow-up cutscene was go get kills in multiplayer. You do that. And then the ending cutscene was good job getting kills in multiplayer. <laughs> no additional lore. There's some stuff on the website where you could choose your own adventure. It was incredibly disappointing, especially after all this focus on story, story, story. You know, so like just the reaction from most people are like, really? Like this, this is how well, Halo is being treated. And even Forge beta looks great, but you're relying on your community to make content yeah. for you. And even everything you're saying, Destin, I could have could have come out of my mouth in 2013 with Spartan Ops. Yeah, that was another right? attempt. <laughs> yeah, I yeah. It, to this this whole conversation too i think we want to bring it back to like i'm not looking at the people who are designing these features i'm looking at the management and seeing like where absolutely what's happening here because well, obviously like these teams and, and maybe it's like a very big picture issue yeah. but I, i'm just surprised to see that we're having these issues when you know not to get i mean actually yes to get competitive like when i look at like naughty dog and stuff like they, sure uh, that's they a get great their example things done they get of course they're not trying to do a big life service game and i want to acknowledge that but they're also working toward one and it's just i look and see echoes of bioware's missteps with anthem and that's where like where they could just not marry the ideas of campaign and life service and obviously halo has done that like we've seen them just do incredible multiplayer and i would argue that with halo infinite they do have a fantastic multiplayer base but it's just all the tools around it the structure around it the continuation of it it's just not there and you look at any other life service game right now any other competitive game and it's just not comparing and you can just tell that it is absolutely what I would assume is a resource thing and a project management thing, right? And that's that's such a hard problem to solve for, especially if you don't necessarily have the resources that you need to build this. But then that begs the question of like, how did you guys not plan for that to know how much resources you do need to sustain these to keep those li like quality of life updates constantly rolling out to have more maps and to have not these massively long seasons with like just sort of bare minimum updates and it's just really disappointing because I, I really expected more out of this because of the position 343 is yeah. to Microsoft. And that's that's where this comes from for me. Not because I'm just like, oh, well, you know, they tried their best. But I look at a lot of these like indie studios and other places out there that are doing a lot with, I think, a lot less or what I would assume is a lot less. Um, and it's it's really incredible. And I, I think I just am sad for this, the team at 343 that they're not really getting to realize the potential with Halo Infinite at this point. You know, Miranda, you and I were talking off air. As we, like we started the show before the show, yeah. over in the over in the <laughs> editorial pit today, and we were we were talking about how, you know, with the with the always the always applicable caveat, we are not game developers. Yes. We have never been game developers, but uh, it sure seems like continuity matters mm -hmm. on a team. It's not a, the be all end all, but you look at Naughty Dog, you look at Rockstar North up through Grand Theft Auto Five. Uh, you look at some of these. Uh, I mean, ID Software before you know up through Rage, uh, and now there's a new team at ID that that's been pretty uh, pretty. They've stuck together, Marty and Hugo. But like you look at some of these really successful franchises and the teams behind them, there is continuity there. You have a lot of the same leads, a lot of the, you have a consistent vision. 
that that helps get this done. Now, I don't disagree that uh, the talent might like we've had the talent has been on display mm-hmm. at three four three over and over again from the incredible visual punch that Halo Four packed on a on an aging Xbox three sixty to uh, you know the the revitalized multiplayer that Halo Five brought us to a great open ring campaign of Halo Infinite. Uh, the talent has been there, but there, but you know, I want, I, w- I want to ask you, like, does that consistency matter? And, or, or is this really, is, is there, do we have to just keep moving up the, the chain here and like pulling back the camera till we find the problem? Um, I think the latter is what it is, right? Cause I think there's always something to be said for new talent, new blood, new ideas, new perspectives, and that will only make your games and your, your stories and all these things stronger. I think having additional perspectives always does a lot for a team. Um, cause there's a lot to consider and maybe someone coming in with a fresh perspective will say, Hey, maybe what if we did this instead? And it's like, Oh, that's really helpful. However, I think to your point, we've seen a lot of turnover with Halo yeah. and the three, four, three team, like after every big release, it's like, all right, I well, mean, yeah, it's, time to it's shuffle. Tell- it's telling in some yeah. way that yeah. these people are not sticking around. Yeah. Again, I'm not like I'm not saying it's a bad culture. I'm not I'm not pinpointing any one thing. But you, know, you look at we can't say but right like Quindell Hoyo, multiplayer lead, has left. Uh, Paul Crocker, who is the creative director on the campaign, left. Uh, Jerry Hook, longtime Bungie, and then three four three guy left. Uh, there and there's actually there are a bunch more. I should have made a list, but it's. It's there's not, been a lot of turnover. I know this was yeah. clearly a hard project, right, right Destin? Like the clearly Absolutely. Infinite was a, a very very difficult project. Um, and the problem with turnover, Ryan, is you have to start from the ground up again with a new employee when you when you go take them through the training process, get them into the team. Like it takes well, a while. The to tools get those wheels as well. When you have again. a proprietary in-house engine, which yeah. again I'm not saying slip <laughs> slip space is the problem. It's it it's a beautiful engine. It looks great in Infinite, but you know you do have that extra loop of having to onboard people with your tools as well. Well, I was making a comparison to Destiny. Miranda, sorry, did I did I cut you off? Oh, no, I think you just heard Daisy. <laughs> oh, uh, we so we were making a comparison to Destiny, or I was making a comparison to Destiny over the weekend. We look at where that is today. They're constantly having great updates, and people are really enjoying what they're bringing to the table. Uh, multiplayer is a little rocky, but about two years in, they with Taken King way back with original Destiny, they felt like they were finally hitting their stride, and they've had ups and downs since then. It's been ten years with the Halo franchise, and it still doesn't feel like the team at three four three has really hit their stride, especially with where we're at with Infinite. Now we go back to Halo Five. Here's what they had in month one: they had four new maps, big team battle. Month two, four new maps. 30 new wrecks, like tons of stuff. Month three, uh, 50 new wrecks, two new maps. Month four, one new map. So by month four, we've had more maps than we've had for the entirety of Halo Infinite. Halo Infinite, this far, has only had, what, two new maps? A bunch of temporary modes. One, two, three, four, five, six temporary modes that like are coming in and going out. They finally were able to add where you can hit the escape key and actually see where you're at with your weekly challenges, but they can't even accurately track how many more kills you have left or let you go to the next one in the middle of a match. The the XP gains during in-game matchmaking for multiplayer, um, like 
It's just not where it needs to be. And when they're advertising on their roadmap that we're going to get match XP beta sometime in November to March, it's like, how is this being addressed a year into development? And then we don't even get season three until March 7th of next year. Well, I want to, I'm glad you started on this. I want to come back to this. We got to take another quick break. Be right back. All right. So the Destin, you started to go down a road that I, I'm, I wanted to talk about here because it's, and it's the sample size again, I, like I'm rooting like hell for three, four, three to like, we, nobody wants to see them falter or fail. We want halo to be awesome and to be this crowning achievement for this, this thing that all Xbox players can hold in super high regard. And not that we don't with infinite, but again, there are, there are clearly issues here again. And, uh, let's, we have a sample size now with three, four, three. It has been, as you said, Destin, 10 years, we have four projects, four big games, and let's just take a look at them. Uh, to your point about Destin, about them not hitting their stride. Let's take a look at each one, just from a top, a real high-level perspective. Halo 4, great campaign, in my opinion. I stand by my review for IGN. But fair to say, underwhelming multiplayer. Maps weren't as memorable. Kind of tried to do a little bit of a Call of Duty thing with loadouts. and did not go over well. Yeah, it, 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 did, it, not hit, it did not hit yeah. the way that Halo multiplayer had, up to that point, hit every time. Yeah. Master Chief Collection. We know the story there. Broken at launch, and it took a long time in uh, crisis mode for them to... They eventually got it there. But, you know, burning a lot of goodwill, making a lot of players feel like they wasted their $60. Halo 5. Terrible campaign. Uh, those are creative choices, not absolutely terrible. You know, we've been over that a, a bajillion times as well. But conversely, <laughs> as much as I didn't like the campaign, I thought the multiplayer was amazing, mm -hmm. phenomenal multiplayer, the best since Halo Two, in my opinion. I know plenty of Halo Three fans would disagree with me there. That's okay. <laughs> and then we fast forward quite a long time, uh, six years, in fact go by before we reach Halo Infinite, which I stand by my 9 out of 10 campaign I review for campaign. IGN campaign. Fantastic. Yep. They brought it home. Joseph Staten helped uh, bring it to the finish line with it with a talented team. And great campaign. And the, the bones of multiplayer were great too, but yet now here we are with history repeating itself of just them not being able to... It's, it's like they just can't swim... They're trying, it's like they're swimming upstream uh, again here. So they delayed it a year too. That's like, true. Let's, let's not forget. They're like, that's, oh, it's not ready. They delayed it a year. Yeah. What would we have gotten if they had released it at their original target? Well, and, and, and right? it's not, you know, it's not a small thing to miss a console launch. No, but yeah. that, that certainly threw a big wrench in Microsoft's uh, plans for, for launching their next gen console. But um, so again, yeah, we, the, the question I guess I want to pose is, well, one of the questions, has 343, this is like a, I don't know, this is really a, I don't want it to sound this doom and gloom. You know what? I'll phrase it this way. I won't even phrase it. I'll, I'll phrase it this way. I think it's fair to look at the resources spent on 343 in the past decade and ask, 
are they the best stewards of the franchise going forward? Now, to clarify that, they're not going to close 343. They're not going to lay off all those people. That's not going to happen. But there is a scenario, I'm sh I, I think a realistic scenario, in which Matt and Phil and the leadership at Microsoft could say, all right, we want to give the next... We want to hand Halo off in a in terms of the next big project to another team, and we want you guys just to focus on infinite support. Just get this right. Um, so I, I think that is a, a plausible scenario, particularly when Microsoft now has so many teams under its under the banner after all these acquisitions. I mean, you've got machine games, you've got id Software, you've got some of the most talented first-person shooter game developers around. So, Destin, I'm going to go to your way first. And again, I, I, I'm trying to treat this objectively, like fr from an actual like reporter's perspective, not a, not a you know fanboy commenter on YouTube, uh, not a knee-jerk thing. It, after after these ten years and these four big projects, is are three four three the best stewards of this franchise moving forward, Destin? That's a really difficult question. It is. Uh, no, and I don't, I don't, I'm not trying to put you on the spot. And you don't have to even say yes or no. I just, I want to have the, the conversation here because it's, I guarantee there are conversations that are happening or have happened at the higher levels of, of Xbox leadership. How could there I, not, you know, after? I, I think, Go ahead, Destin, sorry, please. Man. No, please. I think something catastrophic happened internally. Uh, there were a lot of people who left before Staten came on, and here's Staten, who has basically said straight up, look, I'm just gonna take L's for the next year, because that's how, year or two, because that's how long we need to get this back on track. And he's been very public about it. Um, I think 343 has mostly failed with being stewards of the Halo franchise. I will give them the Halo Infinite campaign, but there have been tremendous missteps over the last year. You launch a great campaign, gameplay feels right, but multiplayer just can't get on track. There's some really basic, basic features that take way too long to be addressed, and it's incredibly concerning. Uh, Matt Booty talked about recently over the weekend at PAX, I believe he said something along the lines of uh, traditional AAA studios aren't a thing anymore. Uh, it's about collaboration and working together and new systems. I do think that 343 needs a support system. Now, I don't know if that ends up being id Software stepping in to help no. them. Help Not get them. them. They're, they're A-list talent. No, no, no. I'm saying just show them how to make a game that launches feature complete as opposed to sort of wishy-washy, right? I'm not sure what they need to adjust or change internally, but it's not working. I don't know if it's like management structure or production scheduling or what is going on, but take those L's for the next two years. But I think they have exhausted their leeway with the community at this point, and the community is just sort of fed up. And that's definitely fair, uh, Miranda. As you as you are distracted by a there there goes the brindle monster to run away. <laughs> Um, yeah, so I think thinking long and hard about this, and especially the Matt Booty comment that you also pulled up, Dustin, it's really good as well. Um, I, I think what they need is is just the development support. They need development support specifically for multiplayer. As we've all said, we all really enjoyed the multi uh, campaign. We 
I think at least most of us enjoyed the multiplayer at launch. The sure. base of it was really good until things started breaking, right? Um, I think at launch, there was one map I was like, you know, if I never play this again, that would be fine. <laughs> but then everything else was like ph- phenomenal. Like I had no qualms with it. Yeah. Um, it's just been the support on going from there. So I think what they really need here is just another team, some other studio to come and support their multiplayer development. And I think... Or I would hope that that would solve a lot of the ongoing issues that are happening right now so that the team that wants to focus on the campaign features, on the next campaign thing, on the next cool story beat for multiplayer, should they want to like invest a little bit more in that and do maybe more creative things with it, um, that they could do that, right? Uh, I think that's I, that's what I would hope for. I agree with you, Miranda. I do want to add one caveat. If that <laughs> team comes in and they are under the same management structure that has continually failed they're set up for failure. Yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. I think that's what it is, right? You, you don't bring in another team because everything's going great, right? Like you're bringing another team because there's something fundamentally that was set up. That's not working as it should. Um, and I guess from my perspective, so obviously I haven't worked in game development, but I sure as hell do a lot of project management. (laughs) And I think one of the big things, right, is at least for how I manage things and I manage quite a lot of projects and a lot of people and not the same scale at all. I'm not trying to say that of like a whole studio, but a lot of the thing is when you see these roadblocks is like you're trying to go in and solve the puzzles. Like, okay, what is this team? What do these people need to be successful? How can I help them make this project successful? Like what resources or where do we need to scale back and really planning as far as you can for the future. And of course there will be problems, but part of your part of the thing is just trying to guess of, how can you solve for those problems before they even happen? And so I think at this point, just because it does seem like they are from this messaging, I'm assuming strapped for resources and the talent internally to be able to make the solutions for those resources. It does seem like if they were to have another team come in to assist, they could maybe take off some of the load of certain kinds of projects that can be handed off and then let the team at 343 get their stuff done because i do ultimately think story wise and creatively i i want to see 343 keep up at it I, I think that there's a lot of people i'm assuming really care about halo with eric you don't go work at 343 because you don't care about halo right exactly. you go because it's that's the halo studio like that's the big thing like you want to go go work for master chief and make sure he has a cool adventure that we're all going to enjoy and love and you know they really killed it with halo infinite and i just want to see that team get what they need to keep succeeding and I think um, one ongoing conversation we've had too is about this being a live service product, right? And we've definitely seen a lot of live service things come up and just not work well or like story-wise or mechanically just not really click with people. And then several years down the line, it suddenly pops. So that can happen with this, but I think the problem to reiterate what we've said as well is that this is a flagship franchise for Microsoft. This is like the Xbox title. And it having these issues is what is, I think, confirming, just to speak yeah. for all of us. I think that's just to sort of sum it up really quickly of, of a big problem that we're seeing. We will finish this topic up here after one more break. All right, Miranda, uh, making excellent points there right before we took that short break. Uh, and, and in fact, Miranda, I want to come back to that and get both your opinion and Destin's here. <clears throat> when we're looking, we're looking at these issues uh, th- that have plagued now uh, this this game, uh, Infinite. Uh, is I'll I'll ask this. Just it's kind of a hypothetical. I'm not trying to influence an answer one way or the other. I don't even know what I would say yet. But 
is has has infinite has halo itself been miscast as a live service game does it have to be that to be successful again this is probably this is like a real higher level business kind of conversation where there's you know ongoing revenue and this and that but like does halo have to be this ongoing thing or can it just be a once every four years big release with a great campaign and a great multiplayer suite that maybe gets a few more map, uh, some some DLC, and then gets cycled out and 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 isn't a live service thing, or or has the industry changed to the point where because clearly Microsoft has felt this way thus far, has the industry changed to the point where your flagship game does need to be a live service thing? Can I go, Destin? Go ahead, please. Say, yeah. Yeah. Um, well, on that note, I can see a world where Halo is successful as a live service game. We get content drops during the holidays, uh, big campaign things, because the campaign was great. What's more concerning for me is when I hear 343 say things that doesn't sound like what I'm hearing from, from the community and what I feel as a player. You go back to the original Halo, it's a highly competitive game, was one of the quotes. I'm just like, what? The original Halo was about couch co-op and playing with yeah. your friends in a fun manner. You also had one of the most broken weapons in all of Halo history with the pistol. Don't you say, don't you, don't yeah. you, you get that yeah. out of your mouth. You get those words out of your mouth. Yeah. But like, that's not what I <laughs> You just weren't talented enough with that gun. Three shot <laughs> death pistol. I will crush you on the, on uh, any map. Let's go. At that's not what I think of for the original <laughs> Halo. That's not what I think of for the sequel. Sure, you had ranked and, and normal for Halo 2 and online, but also they talk about, we have the metrics. We know what people want. Did your metrics tell you to take out the movement mechanics that everybody was celebrating at launch? Like, why was that patched out? Why did you take out the Scorpion turret? And all the fun glitches that people were finding during campaign were like Mint Blitz is flying across the map. And then you like get rid of that momentum. That was silly and fun. And that felt really Halo to me, mm -hmm. right? Like in, in a goofy, okay way. And they're putting resources toward fixing non-problems, right? And when you're focusing so much on metrics and you're talking about Halo being a highly competitive game, I just feel like... I don't know where you're, I don't even know what you're talking about anymore. So to kind of play on your point a little bit, one of the things that I love in a multiplayer game is the option to be creative with the tools they give you. And I think Halo, as you're saying, has that very unique space where it's just really goofy. Like, I love yeah. Halo because, like, you're just, like, driving a Warthog, then you rocket launch, you're off something, and everyone's flipping around. <laughs> While but then you're you carrying a kill. skull that yeah. you're getting points yeah. for and everyone's trying to take from you and you can yeah. beat them with if exactly. they get close enough. And it's Halo's just... a highly competitive game. Oddball <laughs> is from Halo. Oddball. You have, yeah. like, a game where you would get on scooters and snipers, you know? Like, it, what are you talking about? There is a place for that competitive nature, right? Mm -hmm. But it doesn't have to permeate everything you do within multiplayer. Like, realistically, you look at the community, how, how a little teeny percentage of that is competitive? Like, a little teeny percent. Everyone else is here just to have a good time. True. And then some people really want to, like, get competitive and then, like, you know what? Just, sweetie, just have a good time. Just have fun, okay? Um, also, get your KDI. I'm very proud of you. Because I am also that person who's like, I gotta get my positive KDI or else I'll be really grumpy tomorrow. And that does happen sometimes. But I'm gonna have fun while doing it. Um, and I kind of think about that with just to kind of compare to an ongoing game that's still, still kicking. 
It's Dota 2. Um, you're like, oh, of course. Oh, God. Take Miranda. a shot if you're oh, playing the God. unlocked drinking game at home. <laughs> Miranda mentioned Sorry, Dota. None of my cats today, though. <laughs> um, but the, the reason I kind of come back to this is because one of the reasons I really love it is that you do have a lot of flexibility and creativity there with your item builds or how you use mechanics. And you don't see Valve necessarily patching those out. You get balance tweaks. But I think whenever you get to the pro plane stuff, people are using these in really cool, creative ways to work with what's given to them. And of course, every meta will change. And sometimes those cool things that worked before don't work anymore. But there's bound to be something new that's cool. And I don't think Halo necessarily has the same sort of space just because mechanically it's a little different. But as you're saying, Dustin, like those cool movement tricks and like certain weaponry and other things, like that's that's just part of the joy of it. Like, yeah, sometimes it can be annoying for certain people, but it's not like they're spawn camping and sitting in a corner. Like that stuff, yes, please get rid of that. Like genuine issues that actually make something either broken or incredibly unfair. Absolutely. But if someone learned how to do a cool like movement trick and then I can go practice that and then do it myself, why not? Like that's a fun thing about Halo. Um, I'm sure there's some people like, Miranda, how dare you? But I think that maybe if, if <laughs> this is a resource thing issue too, right? Like if you do have a competitive mode, like if you do that in ranked and those certain things are not available, that's fine. Like that is totally fine to have those separate like things. It's like this is permitted, this is not. You see that a lot with other games. So, like for instance, like Halo. Like there's there's captain's mode, which is what you do for the ranked and like kind of for more competitive things. Certain heroes aren't in that because they're not done being like tested and all this other balance stuff. Have that mode be the hardcore. You're sitting down. Mm -hmm. You're doing the lean. Like you're getting sweaty. Great. But let us let us fling ourselves across the map, please. <laughs> I, I, I don't even know what my point is here, but this thought just popped into my head. Uh, you and I were talking about this before the show, Miranda. Mm -hmm. it's, it's just weird to me that the smoothest... You've got this new studio purpose-built to, to be the new caretakers of Halo. The smoothest project, from again, from what we can see as a player's perspective from, from, the out, from outside their walls, was their first project, Halo 4. Comes in as... Beautiful game, everybody loves it, it sells millions, awesome. Then the, it, it's, you'd think it would be the other way, that, that, as, that you'd have your issues, your growing pains early on, mm -hmm. and then as the studio gets established and gets its feet underneath it, gets its sea legs, that you'd see, you'd see the problems go away. But it, it's not, and not that like every Halo is riddled with problems, but there are these... Again, to this this point about the flat about it being the flagship, that does matter in it really this context. It, yeah. it absolutely matters. I think that's why we're so that's why this whole episode is as long as it is. Right. We're, and we're gonna keep important. going. So the producers in the back, we're just gonna keep talking for a while. So FYI on that. Also, I realized I didn't even answer whether or not this should be a service game. Well, <laughs> and again, I'm not necessarily looking for a yeah. yes or no answer to that. I just think, I, I mean, I'm just thinking about that aloud because no, yeah. like for me, I know like I'm not who you're selling Halo to anymore. I don't think I'm a 20 year fan. You know, you need new, new fans. You need to grow your audience. You can't just rely on the people that have been there for 20 years. Absolutely. But like, as far as I'm concerned, I, I don't need Halo to be a live service game. But again, I, I suspect that clearly Microsoft feels like the industry has changed such that Halo needs to be a live service game. I just, I know I don't need it to be. I would be thrilled if, if we just got traditional 
campaign multiplayer packages with a couple of rounds of DLC. And then we, we just, we, we ate good on that for three, four years until the next one comes around. Like I'd be fine with that. It says a lot that this whole reaction, this hour-long episode, everything we've seen on Twitter, you can boil it down to one thing not being addressed for the campaign, couch co-op. You pull out couch co-op, and that has spurned all these conversations because you start looking at where they're at with it holistically and what they have planned for us. I think it's more the straw that broke the camel's back, as it were. I mean, it's not that the community hasn't been frustrated before this week. They, they clearly have, but this is now kind of the like, you know, the delays, the long seasons, uh, the wait for co-op, the wait for Forge, and now the, oh, actually, we're not even going to be moving ahead. So it's it's the straw that broke the camel's back, and as that's my take on it. Right. How do you how do you launch a live service game? And sorry, Miranda. How do you launch a live service game where you don't have consistent cores, where your your cosmetics aren't that interesting sorry to the artists that have worked on it like hey, I, I hey i love that teddy bear that is pinned to my spartan okay yeah one thing they got one thing right but you can only use it on a certain one that's core true, one true. of seven you know you can't use it and like by month nine we have what cross core visors it's something they're working on but like how do you mess up cosmetics when that is your main revenue stream for a live service game how do you not get that right out of the gate so sorry no no, don't be sorry I, or i don't think there's anything to be sorry there for there i think it's a good question so one of my big questions is when they were looking at this what did they make for the distinction between just a normal multiplayer mode versus live service because i think there's a way to conflate those two and people are like what do you mean like aren't that the same thing not really like yes and no it's sort of like how um a square is a rectangle but a, a rectangle it's not a square. Correct. Yeah. Exactly that. And so, yes, you have like this ongoing supported mode, but the idea of whenever you say live service is it's something that's intended to live for a very long time. They want you to stay here. They want you to spend your money here. Yep. You want to invest your time here. And whenever you build something like that, Dustin, to your point, is that I think and I would hope that people go into it expecting longevity, building these systems that will be the foundation for everything that comes later. So when you have these cosmetic issues of like these certain Spartan cores, and there are these really cool prestigious items that only work for one or two, but it doesn't make sense why they only work for one or two. There's like all those confusing aspects. It's slow rollouts of content like as we were comparing with the maps why are the maps so slow like granted the halo maps have been stellar so far i've loved them the new ones still pretty good too and that takes a lot of fine tuning that's very hard to do i'd much rather have them take their time with the maps figure them out and develop something that's good that's viable in a lot of different play styles and different um, modes rather than what i got with a lot of times with call of duty which it's like well we're all camping this side of the map the rest of the map does not exist. Like like that that sort of thing, yeah. I don't want to discount that. That is hard to do. However, if you want to say that you're going to be a live service ongoing thing, and maybe, maybe uh, are we putting words in their mouth? I don't think so. Because they're saying so. they want to they, do they battle literally pass. They want to do... Yeah, they yeah. told you and I th- two years ago that we want this to be the, a platform for the, the next thing. 10 years of Halo. Exactly. You want to do that? You got, you got to put the work in to do it. And I think, again, the people who are making these things, 
obviously you're really trying to do this, but at the same time, I don't think structurally, and it's going to keep going back to that, yeah. are having the support they need to make this or having the well, pre-planning to even think about how to support this. And I think that's one, something that's so weird. It's like, why are these seasons so gosh darn long? What is happening? 20, <laughs> 22 new maps by this point for Halo 5. Two. Two. That's well, so, that's just although, infinite. Where are the Halo think... 1 maps, 2 maps, 3 maps, 4 maps? Like yeah, they, they, have, maps. Res they the have resisted the past. The community already remade a bunch of those in Forge. Like, just give the community what they want. Give us the old maps. Give us, like, a season with six of the old maps made in Forge. Yeah. The community is going to do it, like, next week anyway, whenever Forge comes out. Yeah, and I, I didn't... It's just really disappointing to see that because I know... I know it is really hard to get these things going. And Dustin, you've told like really good stories about Destiny. And we've already talked about other games that really had a hard time getting off the ground. And I think one of the reasons I brought up Anthem previously is because you took a team that was not necessarily used to working on a bigger service, multiplayer, let's mix the story with the multiplayer Yeah, they made single-player RPGs. Yeah, and then, then it was when you got into the game, these were two different things. And you could just see it. Well, like it was night and day between the different modes. And then, then the multiplayer side just suffered because it didn't have... You don't have anything to do. The worst case scenario of yeah. what you're talking about has played out in Xbox history before. Lionhead. Yeah. Lionhead was a studio that made Fable games. They it made. made it made single player action oh, action adventure games uh, that were awesome. They also and made then they the movies. One of my favorite games. That's true. Uh, yeah, yeah that is game. that is true. And then they were management, meaning like Microsoft decided. Oh, well, the next Fable, we're going to do this 4v1 ongoing multiplayer thing. And the studio wasn't built, wasn't structured for that. And it ended up costing a lot of people their jobs because the game didn't work. Studio was, was shuttered. And I'm not suggesting, again, that's what's going to happen here. Or that's what should happen. But, um, you know, Destin, I want to come back to something you said earlier about Joseph Staten kind of just having to go out there and and be the, the body take it shield. On the chin. Yeah. And just, just exactly. Just take it on the chin. And I, again, without working there, it's, it's impossible to do anything, but really kind of speculate from just where I'm sitting. But I, for one, given Joseph's, I mean, I've, I've spoken to him so many times over the last 20 years, uh, including when we went up to go see infinite ahead of the launch, He's a calming uh, presence he, every time I've talked to him. <laughs> he, I, like, I feel like I, I trust Joseph, but to what both of you are saying, I mean, I, I would love to see what Halo looks like from scratch with Joseph calling the shots. Because he came, he parachuted in to try and, like, it was like a fireman parachuting in with a, with a hose just to try and put out fires and get the, get everything under control and done. I, like, I feel I, I have a lot of faith in him based on his his track record in the industry and with Halo. But it's yeah, it's the the support structure around him and around and, and what is and the, the studio structure. And that's where I wonder, like, are Bonnie, Matt, Phil confident in the structure that's there now have they changed the structure at all in response to these delays to these 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 issues like and, and and to also bring up there's a lot of things to consider here as well with development and that we did and we kind of technically still are like finishing up a pandemic like that was a 
big wrench in the game, I'm sure, for development. Like, and I've heard plenty of people say it was like, well, that was a learning process of how to develop just across the world with as big of teams as they have and these huge assets. Like, I think even on our end too, like we've we've had trouble of like trying to get assets to each other just because it's like, well, this is very large and now I'm doing it from my home internet and I hope it uploads fast enough because I'm sharing it with X number of people and all these kinds of things. So that's not, of course, not to make an excuse, but something to be considerate of, of that, that there have been a lot of developmental challenges. And I think with like just also giving some credit, like we like the base multiplayer of how it works when it works. Um, I remember over the holidays, big team battle just broke and it's like, well, you know, they deserve to have a holiday too, but also I really wanted to play this with my friends on the holiday. So it's, that's a bit of a bummer. And so like, just that's like speaks to, you know, having some support stuff figured out. Yeah. Um, and then also I would say, I really like the idea they had for the battle pass as far as it being turn it on whenever you want it kind of thing. And of course we had the big XP issue of how that got rolled out. Um, it's just like a lot of good ideas or things that just weren't executed i think to what the community would want for support it's just like the idea of having a battle pass that lasts for a long time or basically forever and you can turn it on whenever you want after you buy it fantastic very good for consumers especially for folks who don't have a lot of time to play through these events and you do have still some event exclusive things lovely but then you know then, then there is issues with that and it took a long time to solve those issues and i think that's ultimately what it comes to and i think we've all played enough like uh, life service games to compare and be like hey you know, this other game that I played, like they, got, they got so many maps. They got so much, like, events, even if it's just a few times a year. Like, there's something there always. And whereas Halo's... Yeah. 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 I mean, they've done it before, too. But You this did is, it. Yeah. But this one, yeah. it's just, it feels like we're just dragging our heels and that there's... I feel like almost like a broken record at this point. Like there's some big problem structurally or something Something's, going on. I would just love to be a fly Something's on the wall in, in, a con in what have to be weekly or maybe monthly calls with with phil matt and bonnie yeah like and i and i don't say that like i'm not like oh i want to hear some dirt like no i just i would just love to know how they're thinking about this that's wonder... really like i i just have a curiosity about this is what i'm trying because again, yeah. th again they know they're not they don't they're not all the three of them are not sitting in their offices going everything's fine everything like everything's going <laughs> butter smooth with halo and we couldn't be like no they know that there are these issues so yeah. i just yeah i would i would love to be a fly on the wall to know kind of how they're approaching this how they're thinking right. about it i wonder how they're gonna respond to a lot of these conversations as well obviously we're not the only ones having this conversation phil it's has a... probably turned this episode off at the dog Maybe, park yeah. by now he's I probably feel... like yeah. oh okay because we've been <laughs> going on <laughs> for uh i'm not sorry almost an i get hour. it Halo is no, not great guys no i'm not trying to say like no phil he he no, yeah. He, no, he's great, and and I know he's he and I have had plenty of like off the record conversations about about uh, sort of the way that we as as IGN and Unlocked kind of think about what Xbox is doing in the industry and. Um, but yeah, he might be thinks he at this point he might be like, okay, guys, could we move on to another topic? <laughs> we right do actually now? have other topics to talk we about. We do have other but, topics, and I think we yeah. are about ready to move on. But yeah, maybe some closing thoughts on yeah. this from each of you. I want to well, go. I'm, oh, go ahead. Go ahead, Miranda. Okay, I'll go. Uh, I'm ex I'm gonna play co-op with my sister, and I'm excited for that. But also, I'm I'm still a little sad for everyone else, and I know I'm gonna enjoy the heck out of playing the campaign again. But I do hope that they revisit the campaign couch co-op option in the future, and I do hope that we see some messaging about 
how they're feeling about things or if they're yeah. going to stick with their plan of not ever coming back to it or what else is coming on the horizon. As you have all said, that they are pretty good about messaging. So I, I'm interested to see what they say next. Destin? I think Forge is going to blow up yeah. just based off of what we've seen leaks. We saw somebody make a Toy Story level. We've seen all the old Doom. maps come back. Yeah, Doom, a Doom-inspired level. I think Forge cool. is going to blow up in a big way. And I think that might, might give Halo Infinite new life at least long enough until this team at 343 and the management can be restructured or whatever needs to happen over there, allowing them to come out looking like sometime late next year with a big campaign drop or whatever they have up their sleeves because they're working on something. All these delays and all these L's, they're not happening for no reason. They're working towards something and I'll be interested to see what that is in 2023. And for me, I want a, I just want some stability for this franchise. Cause as a fan, I'm kind of frustrated by, it was frustrating leading up to the launch in 2021. Obviously the year long delay, uh, the, but it's been, it's been years and years of instability. For the longest time, we got a mainline Halo game every three years, uh, like clockwork. There was a little, I mean, there was the handoff from Bungie to 343 where we got, what do we got? We got ODST in 09, Reach in 2011, and then 4 was 2012. So we actually got more, you know, we got more Halo in that window. But the last now, you know, we went, we went uh, six years between Halo 5, which had already left a bad taste in a lot of players' mouths, mine very much included with regard to the campaign. And now it's, there's just more frustration, more instability with uh, the ongoing trials and tribulations of Halo Infinite. So I want, I want stability. I want to be able to look forward to uh, either an, a, a, a blue team like ODST, kind of you know smaller thing, uh, like a you know I don't know six eight hour experience, or I want to look forward to every three to four. I know games are getting more complex, taking longer to build with more people. Maybe maybe a mainline Halo every three years isn't realistic anymore, but you know, every four years. I don't want to wait six plus years between games anymore. So that's what I want. I want stability for stability as a player in terms of the content I can expect. And I want stability for the team so that I as a player have the confidence in that team to that they're gonna deliver something awesome that's that that is becoming that is deserving of the halo franchise which again i think at least that part we've we got a great campaign in infinite um we've we got a great campaign in four we got a great multiplayer in five i guess we're still waiting for everything to completely come together but it's just yeah uh I, i'm I'm really interested to see what the future holds. If we will hear about major shakeups 
on the management side or not or new you know new talent coming in and inspiring a new direction or or what might happen i i don't know what will or won't you know maybe everything's just going to stay the same but i'm eager to see what happens to halo over the next two to three years because if another two to three years goes by and i still have no even remote clue of when i get to rock and roll with master chief in a campaign again i don't know i eventually the the anticipation for or the the enthusiasm can't help but wane a little bit mm. if you know it was it was a tough wait for this one for for infinite and thankfully the i thought the campaign delivered but i i wish the best for 343 and I, but we'll see what happens all right that was a good hour actually almost on the dot good stuff Hello. i don't know how many of our audience was like they just tuned out and were like oh, i'll just i'll catch up next week welcome back maybe i just want halo to be amazing that's that's all i want yeah. just do that and hey. again i i won't apologize for spending an hour on that because yeah we do all care about this we all it's the most it's... important franchise for xbox our, in my opinion. our room is green yes yeah for, for a reason, reason. yeah <laughs> let's move on to something a little happier here uh, and that is some Game Pass news. The friends and family that we talked extensively <laughs> about last week, as Destin is uh, making some notes on the fly in our shared Google Doc here. Xbox Game Pass friends and family. We had the logo leak last week. We speculated on some pricing and, and sort of talked more about that. Uh, turns out we were pretty on the money. In fact, Destin himself in None bold... Of us were. <laughs> says he's really on the money with it uh literally on the money because the prediction has has come true from destin legary and i still feel like i might end up being correct here in north america but uh, or i guess the united states specifically it's so it's launched in a test market in ireland um also down in uh, south america as well <clears throat> but ireland kind of the more probably one-to-one -one comparison for our sake it's 22 euros per month as of now, the euro is one-to-one -one with the U.S. dollar. Therefore, it's the equivalent of 22 U.S. dollars wow. per month. But, we, you know, we do tend to... Our pricing for things here tends to be with more round numbers, more like fives and tens. So I could definitely see this going up to $24.99 for when it, when it does come out in the United States. But hopefully not. Hopefully it will be 22 dollars 21.99 a month um because that would make destin happy and make him more correct and it would certainly save us all a few bucks a month which would be nice great but... price point just saying <laughs> <laughs> but yeah destin uh this this is it certainly for irish listeners right now this is a fantastic deal it also happened like right when I said it would, which I didn't think would, ha would happen, but at least for, for Ireland, uh, this is great. I'm very excited for the family pass, especially for, you know, somebody with a child. So, <laughs> uh, I'll definitely be partaking in, in this program in the near future. And hopefully it saves people some money. There's a lot of questions. Like you have to be in the same, uh, not house, but you have to be in the same continent i think <laughs> yeah it was i think it was just the same country there were no other yeah. geographical restrictions yeah which is interesting so like so sorry to, to all of our sorry a to all of our canadian friends that we can't share this with when it launches yeah. sorry mitch 
<laughs> Sorry, Sorry Mitch Dyer. Sharing. You're on your own for your own Game Pass <laughs> subscription, buddy. <laughs> yeah, but good news. Uh, great savings for families. I, I love stuff that saves me money. So let's go Xbox. Yeah, Miranda, you think uh, you think it'll hold at 22 for this market, or you think they'll they'll nudge it up a little? 21.99. Please. Please. <laughs> I'll take it. Give me a penny less. Yeah. Do the, the 99 thing. I don't, when do they do that? I'll get up later. It's, I don't know. It's, yeah, it's been a thing forever. And I think, I think every generation wonders, why are we still doing that? Why isn't why it just, just $22? Penny, just we don't even have, like, pennies are, are, are barely even a thing in our currency Whenever anymore. Whenever you actually get the .99 in any retail environment, it makes me so angry. I'm just like, are you kidding me? <laughs> I just it's, keep it. It's keep a it. psychology <laughs> thing. It's a psychology I, thing. I, I figured, remember yeah. Study, yeah, studying this in business like years ago oh. uh, in high school. It's something it's something about the psychology of uh, doing point nine nine. Yeah, it's fe- you feel like you're getting a good deal because you're I don't not feel paying like twenty two. You know? <laughs> right. You think it's yeah, twenty one dollars. Mm-hmm. Which, you know, you round down $99. Oh, 21 versus $22. Guess I'm not making rent this month. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's, a, it's a dollar. <laughs> Weird. But uh, let's talk more good news. Phil Spencer, if he's still listening, has uh, he, he knows this already, but he <laughs> he confirmed what we all suspected that Call of Duty, along with Diablo, Overwatch, uh, those big Activision Blizzard franchises will be coming to Game Pass but will still be releasing on PlayStation on the same day. This was discussed in a Microsoft blog post. Spencer confirming that Activision Blizzard's library of games is coming to Game Pass once the acquisition goes through, which includes Call of Duty and other blockbusters like Diablo and Overwatch. Quote, We intend to make Activision Blizzard's much-loved library of games including Overwatch, Diablo, and Call of Duty, available in Game Pass, and to grow those gaming communities. By delivering even more value to players, we hope to continue growing Game Pass, extending its appeal to mobile phones and any connected device. Uh, Again, none of this is a surprise at this point, but boy, you take a look at it for as as, as short on blockbuster titles as we've been in 2022 because we've still gotten plenty of good games Mm -hmm. on xbox and we've talked about how there are still a few more to come this fall but sure all right if we're a little short on blockbusters this year on xbox uh game pass which already we all agree is indispensable to i mean it's it's just a the value is there i won't say it's a no-brainer because you know 10 bucks a month or 15 bucks a month for ultimate isn't necessarily something every gamer can budget but uh the the value is has already been there but if you're in the xbox ecosystem and next year between starfield finally landing redfall finally landing some of these other long-awaited first party games finally landing and then call of duty drops in which it'll be Obviously, Modern Warfare 2 that's out in October. There is no Call of Duty game next year. But, you know, you got Call of Duty, Modern Warfare 2 will we'll drop right in. Diablo 4 could be day one game pass, depending when the acquisition closes and when Diablo 4 lands, but it won't be too long either way. And then Overwatch, I mean, the dam officially breaks on... Game Pass block like blockbuster AAA because that's been like right Destin you you know Dex, Destin is out there he loves to mix it up with the uh, the Twitter community let's say yeah De- De- Destin loves to get out there 
<laughs> and one of the things that I destined that I know you hear a lot out there is, oh, well, you know, Game Pass is like, it's like cable TV where there's tons of channels, but there's nothing good on. What? Like, well, not anymore. Right, Destin? This is, you know, it's, it's, about, to, it's about to go down is, uh, I think, the fair way to say it. Well, yeah, I will say, though, that I am concerned that having full control over this powerful catalog, especially in light of Microsoft's already strong position in gaming consoles, operating systems, and cloud infrastructure, <laughs> could result in Microsoft harming consumers by impairing Sony's, Microsoft's closest gaming rival, ability to compete, as well as that of other existing rivals and potential new entrants who could otherwise bring healthy competition through innovative multi-game subscriptions and cloud gaming services. It's that good. Oh, I'm sorry. I was actually just reading. That's an actual quote from the CMA in the UK, by the way. That's what they said. <laughs> so imagine I said that. And what's your reaction? Yeah. How, weird, right? how Miranda, how comical so is it that, like, if you actually look at the industry in a real way, hmm. how comical is the idea that that restricts Sony's ability to compete? It's insane, particularly when Microsoft has spelled it out repeatedly that oh, we're still going to put this stuff out on PlayStation. Yeah. It's a, <laughs> yeah. I don't know. It's like, Oh, have you guys not seen how well Sony games sell? Like, I don't, by the way, even if yeah, don't they have 70% of the digital distribution market right now? Also like, <laughs> there's just a lot of, you know, even whatever. if all of this, even if Microsoft was was <laughs> removing so all of this, was taking all these off the table for Sony and saying, <laughs> nope, these are Xbox exclusives now, it still would be a ridiculous assertion that it restricts Sony's ability to compete. Like, please, how about, <laughs> can, all right, give us Final Fantasy 16. Give us Forspoken, yeah. some of these other, you know. Spider-Man. Spider, yeah, like, well, <laughs> you know, it's first party. I'm, I'm looking at the yeah. third party stuff. But, yeah, it's, it, that, it is ridiculous, that, that whole, uh, what are they, Destin, they're like the UK's version of the, of the SEC or FTC, one of those, right? Yeah, they're mm -hmm. the Competition and Markets Authority. Yeah. This isn't some internet <laughs> troll. That is a direct quote from literally the UK's Competition and Markets Authority branch that I, that I was reading off there. Um, I agree, Ryan. I do think that the floodgates are about to open if these games are on Game Pass Day 1. And Phil, just spelling it out. Yeah, absolutely. These are going to be on Game Pass Day 1. And we Well, maybe not Day Sony, 1 for these Activision ones, but you're talking future well, stuff. Future they, stuff. They will, they will be on Game Pass, he clarified. And we'll find out when at a later date. But he also told Sony that, yes, these would still be made available well beyond any sort of regular regulatory uh, requirement uh, that they had established that before even entering into the, well, releasing the press release, at least. Yeah. <laughs> ultimate like cutthroat move which doesn't seem like phil's personality but would just be as soon as the deal is uh, is approved by re all regulatory agencies and all in all territories to just then immediately yank all the games <laughs> from playstation i'm not advocating you do that i'm just saying it they would won't. it would burn the internet to the ground it, it would be not <laughs> that, not that would be day. like <laughs> that would be insane the way this is going to play out are the ftc and the the cma they're going to put restrictions in place that Microsoft will have to agree to in writing 
where the games will come out on PlayStation still. Uh, from everybody I've talked to and everything I've seen from like lawyers and such, that seems to be the outcome that we're working towards. There's no way Microsoft gets to just have all of these games at the end of the day without some sort of decree or declaration of uh, releasing on other platforms. And honestly, it seems like Microsoft actually wants to expand the reach, potentially releasing these on Nintendo platforms and such, as opposed to restrict it. Mm -hmm. I don't, I mean, I don't understand how, like, if you pay $69 billion, you should be able to put them wherever you do or don't want your, what these games to go. That's, I'm not, again, I'm not suggesting that Microsoft should or even wants to make them exclusives, but, you know, Starfield, you know, you paid seven and a half billion. Why is it okay to pay seven and a half billion dollars for Bethesda? And those are all your games now. And Sony will never see those games again now that these the two that mm. were timed ps5 exclusives have come out but you spend you know you spend 69 billion dollars and suddenly whoa i mean i know because it's so anti-competitive concerns yeah, yeah, and all this but it's f from a to me as a like just trying to think about common sense it doesn't doesn't make sense like if i spend the money i should be able to do what the whatever the hell i want with it Oops. I think people feel it's unfair because Microsoft has the money to make plays like that. And oh, Sony they're they're, they're successful. Yeah, right? Oh, we should punish <laughs> them for being successful. I think part of and it too is it is a good player service thing. I mean, look what they did with Mojang, right? They didn't just suddenly yeah. yank micro yeah. or Minecraft from everything. If anything, they just made sure everything was supported well, even more. And I just saw and that's good. The, uh, uh, I just saw it up. It might have even been on IGN's like Instagram a graphic that uh, Minecraft's the number one selling game of all time. Like, mm -hmm. by a mile, and then uh, I think, I believe it's GTA Five is next. Mm -hmm. And, like, Microsoft's had Minecraft for, like, I believe it's eight years now. And so a lot of those sales have come on a lot of non-Microsoft platforms yeah. in those eight years. So, yeah, yeah it's like Still they, they, they have shown that it is a they they are good at business i think they know what they're doing putting things surprise putting things on more platforms mean more people will get to it sony's realizing yeah. that yeah yeah they're all, everything's coming PC. to pc now and that's great that is yeah. awesome to see uh Absolutely. all right real quick because we got to do trivia and we are actually really running out of time now but i just want to mention game pass because we're been on that on that subject uh microsoft sending out as they do every couple weeks the list of game pass games coming up for the next couple weeks this week in fact today we have disney dreamlight valley founders edition i'm excited i'm gonna play that yeah animal it's crossing, animal crossing but, right but disney and that, also, a, we have a guide if you need it. Just, just throw it out there. It's a, that's a powerful combination. <laughs> Disney, oh, yeah. the Disney version of Animal Crossing. I would say it's a lot more relaxed than Animal Crossing as well, in, in certain ways. Um, it's very chill. I had a great time just fluff, fluff, faffing around, is what they say. My friend, my friend in the UK was here. I will not play that game. Yeah, this is very for me. Yeah, it's fine if you don't play it. I'll, play, all right. I'll play it for you, Dustin. It's fine. Yeah. And right, then... <laughs> we have Opus Magnum today on PC, and then Train Sim World 3 uh, also today on console and PC. Next week, Ashes of Singularity Escalation coming to PC on the 13th. DC League of Super Pets, The Adventures of Crypto and Ace uh, on everything. You Suck at Parking on everything on the 14th, which I, I, I just picture like you're playing as Larry David in Curb Your Enthusiasm, just like... You good with that park? 
Really? <laughs> <laughs> I'm curious about you suck at parking because that does seem like a good idea for a video game. Uh, and then finally, Despo's game and Metal Hellsinger, probably the highest, uh, highest, the biggest name maybe on this list over the next couple weeks, other than Disney Dreamlight Valley, which Mitchell Destin on uh, he's on your your gameplay team here at IGN. He uh, has come back raving about Metal Hellsinger. I've played it a couple times. I enjoy it as well. I mean, it's it's doom, but where do your shooting to the rhythm of some serious heavy metal, and it's it works. Yeah. It's fun. It's fun. Yeah, so it looks neat. That is launching directly into Game Pass on PC and Series X and S. And with that, we'll just do some sign offs and. And we'll hit the road here after a, a little bit of a longer episode, Halo-tastic episode of Unlocked, which many of them are, but that's okay that's because true. we love talking about Halo. Destin, go ahead. Uh, yeah, so I just want to say about Halo Infinite, one last thought. Uh, I want nothing but success for the 343 team and for the franchise. So if you're working on the game, I know we were really hard on it. It's because we love Halo and we want to see it succeed. Uh, separately, on an IGN note, I have some previews coming out, actually. Uh, so I'll be working on that this week. I reviewed the Calabunga collection, and it's pretty great, but it has some online issues and some latency issues that mm. I noted in my review. And then, uh, of course, you can order cookies at LeGaryBakery.com, uh, YouTube.com slash Destin channel for my random rants, <laughs> and uh, Twitter.com slash Destin LeGary for my, my spicy, spicy takes. Uh, well, we're out of time for you and I to plug because Destin took all the plug Dang. time. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Dang. It's fine. It's, that was a lot to go through. There's a lot happening in the Destin verse, in the DCU, if it will, <laughs> if you will. Oh, but Miranda, please. Uh, yeah, you can find me at Havoc Rose. That's Havoc with a K on Instagram, Twitter, and Twitch. I'm not streaming tonight because it's way too hot um, for IGN right now. I'm just working on making sure we got a lot of good guides for the things that are happening right now, like Disney Dreamlight Valley and other games. So please check those out. Fantastic. Uh, for a whining, crying Daisy the Boxer, I can't imagine that's coming through on Mike, but she's like, why are we still in here? I don't want to be in here in the studio anymore. Please let me out. Uh, we're going to do that in a minute here. But you can find me on Twitter at DMC underscore Ryan. Uh, yeah, we launched a new IGN first today, Company of Heroes 3. I understand that's not an Xbox game, but if you are a strategy gamer... I mean, if you're a real-time strategy player, you probably are a Company of Heroes fan. So please join us all month long for our super producer, Red, in the back, along with Miranda and Destin. I'm Ryan, and for Daisy as well. This was Podcast Unlocked, episode 560. We will see you back here next week. Bye.